G'day guys, Clint here and we are recording episode number 38 of The Full Landscape. It has been a long time coming. Um, Amanda Grocock is here to talk about the MLSA, which is the Landscape Association in South Australia. I guess the key body, how do we describe it? Peak industry body. Peak industry body. I will always make that mistake. (laughs) Um, In this podcast, I just get a bit of a background around Amanda's history and, in, and what got her to the point of being in the position of CEO for the association and just highlight a few of the things that are coming up in South Australia for the association and then for the greater community around the SA Landscape Festival, the home show, and then the awards. Uh, obviously, if you've got any questions about this or any of the other podcasts, please feel free to comment in the comment section below. If you need to get in touch with Amanda about anything related to being a member or a sponsor or any questions about the SA Landscape Festival, etc., all her details will be below. All right, so uh, thank you for coming in. Pleasure. Um, it's been, this is a podcast that I've been wanting to record for, uh, I guess, since I discovered that you were in the position that you're in with the intent of hopefully highlighting to everyone um, a bit about you. Yeah. Um, I guess I've been partially critical of the MLSA not communicating well enough with clients so I figure if I'm going to be critical about something I probably should be willing to stand up and try and help with it yes so um if you can give us the kind of three to five minutes of Amanda's background um and I guess your professional background and as far back as you want to go and then yeah. what got you to the point where, you, where you're now the CEO of the MLSA yeah sure um well, it's a long ride <laughs> um although I mean quickly summarized I spent most of my professional career in commercial property um, okay. so I after I left uni um I started working for the Century Properties Group who don't exist anymore but they were shopping center yeah, I was gonna owners. say that's I'm familiar so they sold all them they kind of had a rough trot in the, G- <laughs> in the GFC actually yeah uh, but they did rebrand so Federation Centers is now the new version of Centro but I spent about seven years working in shopping center management in various roles everything from kind of selling spaces and leasing um through marketing and into kind of retail management what did you do at uni that took you to that was it related yeah I did a commerce degree in um, management and marketing and whilst I was at um Centro I decided I was bored and went back and did some more study because that's what I do (laughs) professional student yeah well for a while there um so I did my master's uh, Masters of Business Administration when yep. I was 24. Yep. Um, f- shortly after that process, actually, which, you know, studying at that level often just makes you question more than it does give you answers. Um, so when I was at Centro, GFC was happening. Certainly changes going on with the organisation. And I had this kind of extra questioning going on. I was like, I think it's time for a shift. But yep. Seven years. And certainly as my first kind of real professional Yeah, so first role, adult job. Yeah, yep. was, um, was, was enough to, um, before getting kind of pigeonholed into shopping centre marketing, which definitely happens. Um, so I then was able to secure a role at Brundlewall Management Authority. Yep. So I went there as the marketing and events manager, did that for three years, um, and then was able to secure the general manager's role and run them all for a number of years after that. Um, to about three, it's a, just under three years ago now, I was like, I've done everything I said I wanted to do time to be moving on and exploring the next challenge so then i ran my own business um for a couple of years uh, which was particularly strategic management and marketing and working with local governments around attracting visitors um so tourism attraction precinct management that kind of stuff um, I've actually recently just rolled that business into another consulting firm called yep. Glasshouse, um, which works with small to medium businesses around strategic planning. Yep. All of that to say, um, 
toward the end of last year now, about 12 months ago, um, I was kind of like, I'm sick of talking to the cats all the time and it would be really nice to have some other, you know, a team to engage with again um, rather than clients because that's a different relationship. you're a cat lady. I've got a couple of of fairy friends at home. Is a a couple, that's only two. It's only two at the moment. (laughs) We threaten every day to have more. Oh, God, um, this was meant to shine a positive light. That's true. Sorry, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that love cats. Yes, we are. Fine <laughs> folk. Um, yeah. Okay, so you're talking to the cats. So you've got employees inside this glass house? Or? I've got a business partner, yep. so it was just the two of us. Yep. Um, but it, the relationship of working with team is yep. different. So that's why I started looking for opportunities and how yep. I came across Master Landscapers as an idea. Yep. Um, so that was... You know, Master Landscapers at the time knew that the previous CE was heading off to have her baby. Yep. Um, so went through an interview process and, yep. you know, for that. Um, that kind of all went got a bit of a hold on it around COVID time. Yep. Understandably, the board yep. were like, well, we don't know what COVID means at the moment yep. because this is March-ish. Yep. Um, so kind of let it play out for a while. But there were some other staff changes. Yep. Resourcing was getting depleted. So yep. I got the call up to say, can you start? And so you were kind of sitting in the wings because you didn't need need a job as such. That's the right. I was working in fine. my own yep. business anyway. And around COVID time, working a lot with our clients who imagine. are managing you know, yeah. how to transition to work from home. Or we've got lots of clients in the tourism space, yep. um, which you know completely fell apart yeah. when COVID happened. So what you're in, the, then that's a strategic conversation about pivoting and i hate using that word but yeah me but too. That, yeah and it's, and it's it's shit because there's only so many words that we have so you kind of have exactly. to use it but like turning or whatever yeah so you, is that that's where that does that come in and they're like yeah. all right we need to work out what we're doing yeah like, absolutely yeah. I mean, effectively what we do at Glasshouse is now get our clients to focus on what it is that they truly do yep. so as a business owner, as many of you know, us understand, yep. it, it gets confusing as what we could do versus what we should do. Yep. Um, and we get to focus on what we should yep. do. And at COVID, there was no better time to yep. bit let go of the things that are unimportant and focus on the things that are critical. Yep. Um, so that's where the kind of strategy comes in around, okay, how do we pause the things that are unimportant or how do we get rid of them forever? How do we sell stock? How do we you know, clear our debts? Whatever that looks like. Yep. Um, and then what are the things that we have to maintain or we won't make it through this and how do we focus on that? Yep. Um, and that's different for every business and took lots of conversations and lots of hard decision-making for business owners. Was it all Zoom? Yeah, at the time. Yep, yep, yep absolutely. Everyone out thinking they were going to get Ebola. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, yeah, a few, in, towards the early days it was kind of in office but then yeah. you know, lots of um, lots of telecommunications <laughs> so then you the obviously the board and this is before my time yeah obvi- anyone that's watching i'm now a board member for the mlsa but only very recently i kind of what's that four months or yeah something two, like that. two board meetings so this is as much a discovery session for me to learn about the mm. board and the ceo as much as it is for everyone else that hopefully benefits from this so the glass house still exists mm. i mean the board the position you've got to full-time position yeah yep yeah, but you obviously are one of those humans that can have two full-time jobs i'm guessing like, <laughs> Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I believe in what Glasshouse does, so I'm willing to put the time in outside yep. of that. But I'm also committed to Master Landscapers for the yeah. hours that are there. Yep. And and more, you know, it's yep. not... T- taking on the CEO's role doesn't mean you clock in and clock out no, no, at no. any particular time. It's no. it's just another business that I fit into my life. Yeah. Um, well, that's the beauty of the world we live in now is that it's such a digital space. And I guess you don't need to be in any one... Like, you're not <clears> customer-facing <throat> from a... 
like water pro has you have to be behind the counter from seven to five that's right so yeah we can be flexible we work from home occasionally you know as long as we're providing service to members from a master landscape perspective we're delivering what we need to do we've got a great office and we're there often um, and can be face-to-face go and visit members like today even i'm spending the whole day on the road just going from one you know meeting to another um, and connecting with people out in their own spaces which i find a lot more valuable Mm -hmm. not coming from this industry um it's great for me to see the growing and see the, yeah. the projects that are on the go. I think you have different conversations with people when you're inside their comfortable space as well. Very much. Um, I, I was I, I was doing an Instagram post before you got here and it's mm. half finished around going out there and kind of hand-to-hand combat and, you know, that face-to-face wins the race sales technique, which mm. COVID really punched in the face and hurt me because not financially or anything, but yeah. I need to be around people. Yeah. And I'm guessing you do too. Yeah. And so to be able to go out and have those meetings again and then have them go, actually, to be honest... I'm glad you came in because I want to talk about this. Yeah. 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 So often find out other information that you wouldn't have found out if you were just sticking to the point. I mean, that's human interaction. That's, you know, you can have an agenda, but you never stick to it really. It's just about getting to know people. So what, as in you, so this is out to go and see obviously the shareholders, Mm. um, be it sponsors, like members, whatever. Um, Is that just a Christmas thing or this is kind of the first opportunity you've had to... I've done a do little it. bit of it in the last kind of six months. Yep. That's, I've been it's just almost six months since I've been on board. Um, but for the first five of those months, I didn't have a, you know, a team behind me really to support. Oh yeah, me. that's right. So you've only recently just had two staff come on. That's right. So we've now got a new admin and membership um, person and a marketing and events person. Yep. So a bit more of kind of the administrative stuff um, can be dealt with without my eyes being on it all the time, which is great. Um, so I do have more capacity now to go out and see people. But I have been doing that along the way. Um, as much as is possible because I need to learn about the industry I need to find out you know what it is it's one thing to research and understand an industry from an academic perspective it's a completely different thing to talk about people who are working in it every day Mm. and understand what they see as the challenges and opportunities yeah I guess when you reflect on the 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 prior CEOs they were industry connected Mm. both were industry connected prior so they had an understanding um, I think that both work yeah some brings preconceived ideas around how things should be and then obviously now um you're going out and actually looking for for answers around that so obviously the um, mlsa have just completed a strategic planning session yeah um that was very impressive actually i'll have to tell you i'll say that on camera um i was (laughs) wondering where your strategic planning skills came from now now that you've talked about glasshouse it makes sense obviously (laughs) university Because I was like, this is really well structured. Like, I'm going to rip this off. (laughs) I'm using this in my business. Um, Now, I'm guessing, like you've obviously talked about the, uh, the, I was going to say stadium management, the Rundle Mall (laughs) Management Authority. You had some goals around that and took care of that. Are you in a similar headspace with the MLSA? Like you've kind of got a, a, not that you've got a time frame, but there's... A, a couple of goals that you want to achieve or yeah I mean the first was getting the strategic plan ready so I'm really glad to have done that in six months yep. and the board have been really supportive around that process I, I said in the board meeting even um, often it takes businesses a while to understand the need for change or, or you know the, the finesse around particular words that form the direction of an organization yep. um, and in this case the board were really excited about making change which yeah. I think is um a good indication of where the organisation can go um, and the kind of uh, energy that's behind that change. Um, In terms of opportunities, when I started talking 
um, about Master Landscapers about a year ago now, um, I can I could absolutely see the crossover between my time at Rundle Mall and my what would be time at Master Landscapers, and that might sound really odd, yep. but actually they're very similar organisation structures. And yep. um, so Rundle Mall Management Authority, for background, is a subsidiary of the City of Adelaide. So yep. um, I was employed by the City of Adelaide, but I worked specifically for Rundle Mall uh, shareholders. Yeah, like Rundle Mall's the, a business that's kind of owned by. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. they, all of the businesses within Rundlemore pay a levy yep. and the Rundlemore Management Authority exclusively spends that levy. Yep. So they don't spend any other council money. It's yeah, only it's not working parking for, fines coming back in or going back that's out. That's right. Yep. So you're only working for people who own property yep. in the mall. Yep. or um, And they're all businesses. privately owned individual buildings. So it's not ACC no. down the strip. Yep. No, absolutely. Yep. So there's 145 different property owners in Rundle Mall, yep. in the Rundle Mall precinct. Um, and all of the businesses within those. So lots of stakeholders, very complicated environment, very political. Yeah, um, and probably quite a lot of money as well. Lots of money, yeah. yeah. So influential Yeah, um, yeah lots people. of big personalities. Yeah. Yep. Um, and although the asset is owned by the City of Adelaide... Um, it's as in the, the, the road or the yep. mall itself. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we're very parochial in South Australia and yep. we all feel like we own Rundle Mall, yeah. anyone who's grown up here. And of course, the state government have an interest in making sure that it you know, yep. is maintained and yep. attracts visitation and Stick all of those some things. artwork in there every decade. That's right. Yep. <laughs> the pigeon's new. <laughs> got our balls on a pigeon. Yeah. That's, sounds like a, a lethal weapon. No, was it lethal? Not lethal weapon. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah. So it means there's lots of interest that isn't necessarily owned so yep. you know lots of influencing yep. outcomes and that kind of thing and that's really where I can see the opportunity with master landscapers in terms of advocacy and um, you know the industry needs to grow that's become very obvious in my time and yep. certainly the impact of COVID from what we're seeing from members has been more work not mm. less work yeah it's ridiculous yeah uh, and the problem is pipeline there aren't enough people to do the work at the moment yeah. so how do we grow the whole pie so that everyone gets a bigger slice yep. but also how do we make sure that we can deliver on the work that's available yeah and that means attracting people into the industry making sure that government actually understands what landscaping is mm -hmm. um, I've certainly had conversations with politicians so far where they start the conversation by saying oh, I know what landscaping yeah. is yeah, and by the end of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the end of the conversation they're like oh no I really didn't appreciate yeah. what the landscaping industry is as a whole because yeah. you're right they go well it's garden maintenance yeah, yeah. don't actually consider that it's the supply chain it's design it's construct it's the whole are those existing relationships that you had with with parliament or politicians based on I guess your experiences or have you yeah. had to kind of go carve out new no well definitely different um minister well, in some, well, in different some portfolios, senses different it? ministers yeah. although yeah. there's been some crossover yep. um but no it's really been a, you know focused on MLSA relationships and the Ma master landscapers has talked to these politicians before so it's not yeah that new. and obviously we've got people that are inside the association via sponsorship or membership that have relationships with politicians exactly. that can kind of help open those doors yeah and, exactly um, and I think if it, what I've been focused on certainly in the short time I've been around so far is being able to talk stats with yep. politicians because that's really what you know it comes down to when you're talking to people who are super busy talk you know meet with 50 people a day yep. they need kind of bite-sized pieces yeah, yeah. of information and um, so we've done some research about the size of the industry in South Australia and what it means to focus on this and that seems to have made some impact in those conversations it's not just us asking for support yep. but literally going this is important for the economy of South Australia and therefore we're asking for your support so that's and that's kind of where the strategic plan comes in obviously yeah. um, and this is no news to anyone that's in the industry but we obviously need the reputation of 
the industry to be higher in the minds of not just politicians but um, the everyday people yeah. and also the parents of the future mm. employees of the Correct. industry which are the consumers so that when you know some like Billy comes home says I'm going to be a landscaper they're like I'm so proud of you <laughs> that's right that's a really important trade because this is what they do and yeah. then obviously yeah it's kind of like a triangle of well, everything's a triangle in my world but <laughs> I, it's funny you need to have the work pipeline you need to have the staff to do it pipeline I was talking to I've talked to people all week about it how I think it's there's an, an there's too much work in the market at the moment and it's mm. kind of irresponsible for government to deliver it the way they have mm. but you can't really blame them because everyone's trying to do the right thing mm-hmm. and it's not just state government you've got local government saying I need this done this done this done yep. all the tenders go out at the same time I spoke yep. to a commercial landscaper yesterday or well, three actually that are all booked up past April yeah. looking for staff yep. and then they're getting calls from councils saying why didn't you quote this job and they're like yeah. we can't do it no. so yep. it's I don't know how you improve I guess that's part of the role of the association and then for you to Absolutely. work out how that communication works better and like can we communicate with the councils and say, look, you're better off rolling these out, these tenders out over six mm. weeks rather than two weeks because they don't have time to do them. So, Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, it is literally about education and it's not only consumers, although mm. you make an excellent point. We need for people to be um, understanding of the opportunities of landscaping generally so that when Billy comes home and says, I'm into being a landscaper, that's a positive reaction. Yeah. Um, and the opportunities are fantastic in yep. this industry, so you know, no reason for that not to be the case. Yeah. Um, but also, so that when we do say to you know, when either members say directly, or you know, we're in talking to government at any level, when we say we actually can't deliver that, mm. that that's a, you know that's an understood response. Yep. You know, they under- appreciate the, the whole of the industry. And um, you know, if supply is a real problem, if we don't, if we can't get plants, then well, plants are at the at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Mm. Um, I haven't spoken about it that publicly, but irrigation mm. is dancing in in not mm. a great space. We've had containers get get held up for um not for, for everything's blamed on COVID, of which course. I hate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, I guess it, it can be directly or indirectly connected to COVID that um a company that is a shareholder driven company that's not privately owned yeah. pull the reins in because they're concerned about the future and yeah. then they deliver less stock or they manufacture less stock or yeah. they, they can't make it like we had obviously bushfires in south australia exactly just before this which yeah. is long forgotten yeah for some that, people yeah, and right. not for a lot not for the ones that lost their very homes, recent but, that's right but i bought a lot of stock after that because i was worried about manufacturing for that and then mm-hmm. immediate, immediately off the back of that you've got COVID where there's still countries that are locked down in certain areas and aren't manufacturing. So plants, definitely irrigation's there. I had a conversation with someone the other day that said there's a good chance that quarries will not be supplying the landscape industry in the very near future because there's so much construction work in South Australia that the quarries will not be able to crush enough rock to meet the demands. And landscape yards like Railways and Garden Mm. Grove and Mm -hmm. Newtons are going to be stuck with no rubble. Now, that's very difficult. (laughs) That's all driven from the government. Yeah, exactly. Who will then say... Oh, mum, like me, I've got a yard. Yeah. I can't sell anything. Yeah. I still have to pay wages and rent and all that. But That's exactly right. Education but and communication. and The building trade is actually something that we engaged very quickly with the government about um, in September, August, yep. September, um, when Home Builder was announced. Yeah. We were like, actually... This is not realistic. No, and you don't appreciate the flow-on effect to landscaping. I mean, the fact that the federal government Home Builder scheme specifically excluded landscaping was <laughs> a bad move, I think. Yeah. Um, because you know, we certainly had members lose work out of that, um, or at least have work delayed. You know, Because they've gone, no, we're going to do this Because residential particularly went well, I'll just put my money into the house where I'm yeah. going to get a bonus yep. from the government, thanks yep. very much, and I may or may not pay, pick up that landscape work 
in another year's time. Yep. Um, but there's also the pipeline that, one, there's too many buildings to be yeah. built now. Um, and then at least 12 months after that, or, you know, within 12 months of completion of those buildings, they're, most are going to need landscaping because many of them are in housing development Which require, where there's a requirement. Yeah. Um, and we don't even know if the industry can support the delivery of those yeah. Um, which then need to be landscaped within a certain time period to meet the caveats around the land. Then right. another six months later, no houses will get built. That's right. Because everyone pulled their dream home for 12 yep. months, six months, 18 yep. months, whatever. But and that's true. We're trying to manage um, the pipeline of work, let alone the pipeline of talent, because we don't want there to be a cliff. At the moment, it looks as though 2021 is going to be another good year for landscapers. I think People so. are still investing. Well, I'm getting num- like from residential and commercial, and yeah. I've got my finger on the pulse more than a lot. Mm. And a lot of guys are kind of April, May, and then we've got guys in august yeah exactly and this is who did i speak to? i spoke to another commercial landscaper the other day and he was like we have more work leading into a year than we've ever had before yeah. and we haven't even started quoting that for <laughs> no, the year right. and they're getting phone calls from people saying i have this job mm. you are the only person i'm talking to this is how much it's worth yeah. can you please quote it and they're like i don't have time yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's like yeah it's mad so, which which is a dangerous trap for south australia sometimes when people that are living in other states are like hmm, we might this you know, is the opportunity we might move into adelaide and all exactly of a sudden right. there's too many that's and then right. you've got your cliff which we saw off the back of the hospital when electrician there was all yeah. these electrical companies and yeah and we don't want to attract young people into the industry too promising them a you know a career opportunity yeah. and then in 12 18 24 months time go actually there's just not enough work anymore yeah it's very so hard it's, to rebrand it again off the back of that exactly so that's why we need to build it is the triangle we have to be working on all of it <laughs> you should paint that yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, we have to be working on all the angles. Otherwise, if one pillar falls down, yeah. the rest doesn't work. Yeah, and that's kind of has to move. That, that triangle has to move in all directions at yes. the same time, which that's is hard. Right. It's very I, difficult to manage. I'm glad it's not my problem. <laughs> well, I love <laughs> well, it. It kind of, kind of is my problem a little bit. But um, I want to move on to talking about some of the things that we've got coming up. I'm mm. conscious of time. Um, so obviously, the Master Landscapers Association. Mm are responsible for a few things. Mm. Um, obviously, we've just come off the back of a very successful awards night. Yes. Um, very lucky to have held it before we it was locked down again. a snapshot in time yeah. of open and close. And, yeah. and and I guess you can call it luck. Yeah. I guess it is kind of lucky. Yeah. But um, I was very glad for it to happen. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a pretty stressful period leading into that. Yeah, but we also know that members want to be back face-to-face. You yeah. know, this is an industry where people do generally do better engaging um, in real time. Yep. Um, so we were really committed to making sure that the events ha- the awards happened and not only so that we could get people in the same room together but so that we can celebrate what has been a really good year for well, landscaping. Yeah, a lot of those guys work all year. Yeah. And I think like for the business owners it's not as and I might be unfairly con- communicating what I've kind of seen but mm. it's more for the teams that are doing the work than yes. the owners of the businesses. It's yeah. nice to win an award but yeah. Um I know like when we've won it's been around the team going like we've been acknowledged for the work because yes. the, the owners get the the lunches and the accolades and the exactly. direct client facing feedback and all yes. that yeah. um so it's good to be able to have that yeah and the projects we're talking about are never one person you know there's always lots of people involved and yeah. it's nice that everyone gets the opportunity for some kudos so. yeah so awards is coming up very soon mm. um obviously that's we'll start back again st- like if you kind of stop have like take a big breath and then start again yeah um there's obviously a lot of conversations in that around what next year's awards look like mm-hmm. and then there's a subcommittee for that now yes there is um that subcommittee is also responsible for 
the SA Landscape Festival. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of very timely yeah. at the moment. Yeah, so SA Landscape Festival was actually supposed to happen in April of 2020. Yep. Um, it's a collaboration with Open Gardens SA and Master Landscapers, yep. um, but didn't happen in April because nothing happened in April. Yep. <laughs> COVID happened. So we've everyone postponed. Everyone made garden beds yeah. <laughs> in their backyards. So give us, that, like, I, I know nothing about this. Yeah. And that's probably quite ignorant on my part because I should. No. Um, but if we I don't. We talked about it because it's I been off. Yeah, that's but, right. Like, and I'm across a lot of what's going on in our market yeah. and a lot of people probably don't understand what it is and what it's for. So give us the yeah. the elevator pitch or the three minute. Yeah, on. sure. So um, SA Landscape Festival is a two day festival in April 2021. So it's the 10th and 11th of April now. Um, it will be literally about 10 to 12 um, privately owned but professionally designed and constructed um, gardens. And maintained, I'm guessing. And maintained, of yep. course. Um, open to the public over yep. those two days. It's really cheap to come along. You can either pay $10 to go to one garden if there's one you're particularly interested yep. in or it's $50 to go to any of the gardens over the two over the two days so it's a weekend pass. so you just drive to that house yep, is it like a map yeah <laughs> exactly so whoever buys their ticket to yep. come along um, will then get the list of gardens the gardens are listed on our website yep. the SA Landscape Festival website but they'll yep. get addresses for each of those and yep. um, they can choose to come to all none one whatever works for them and they get over the two days so um, they're in the city they're in the hills they're down south um, yep. but it's a really nice way to see um, how people actually live in gardens yep. r- unlike the awards where we kind of hold up the, the kind of finished product yep. as being um, the, the accolade um, whereas this is about you know how do you actually use your garden so the homeowner will likely be on on hand but definitely the garden designer and that's what I was going to ask so the, yeah. they, they, they can so I'm guessing uh, my first thought it was like the yellow brick road at the Adelaide show yeah <laughs> so you just drive around and correct Obviously, no apples and wheat picks, but yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, who knows? I guess if if the owner of Sanitarium is one of the gardens, the um, that is not a paid, paid advertisement. Um, so then they can go ask the landscape designer or the construction person that might be there, yeah. like the kind of like the specifics around how that concrete that was there or why is that or... plant there. Is it more garden than landscape? Yes. Yeah. So it's a yes. plant. It's more of a horticultural heavy yeah. thing than a Although hardscape. all of the gardens that we have have got interesting hardscape elements because. Yeah. They are you know, professionally designed and constructed. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. um, you know, interesting lighting and, yeah. Are they reading. old, new? Do they, are they, could, Mixture of yeah. both. So we've got some gardens that were scheduled to be in the 2020 event yep. um, that have carried over. Yep. And then we've had some new join us um, yep. as part of 2021. Some who are award winners. Freshly um, finished freshly landscapes. Finished, yep. Yeah, one that is literally still under construction, but yep. will be ready by April. Yep. Um, yeah, so I think it will give, and some very small spaces and some really large spaces. Okay. So there'll be something for everyone, regardless of whether you're just interested in gardening or interested in landscaping. Um, you can go and see how you know, a courtyard space might turn out versus acreage. Um, yep. And yeah, I think the really exciting thing, I think, from a South Australian perspective is acknowledging what we have here. Yep. Because these are privately owned gardens... Well, you're not Many necessarily going to get access to these backyards either. That's yeah. right. This is the chance to yep. kind of peek into those spaces. And those people might have this one year only and that's it. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So the festival's um, intended to be two biannually. Yep. Semi- two years. Biannually, Every yeah. two we'll years. <laughs> so we'll hold it in 2021, but the next time won't be till 2023. Yep. Um, so yeah, there is kind of a, a small window of time to peek into um, these professional, uh, privately owned spaces. But then we'll be looking for the next round of gardens for the next um, or festival opportunity. And then, obviously, as I've talked about, that's that's kind of in that subcommittee mm. section. Um, I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about the home show that's coming up. Yeah. Um, 
I, I guess, and communicate. The, um, the majority of the audience, actually our water pro audience is quite international now, so mm. a lot of this goes to the US, but for the landscapers that are in South Australia that are either members or non-members, can you talk to us about the opportunity that's coming up with the home show and then yeah. um, how they can reach out to us? We'll cover the SA Landscape Festival stuff in the, the text below the podcast. Great. Uh, so if anyone's interested to buy tickets for that, we'll yeah, leave that perfect. up. Great, um, thank you. And then I'm guessing all the information's on the website? Yep, on the Master Landscape website and salandscapefestival.com.au. <laughs> so the home show, that's coming up very soon? Yeah, so similarly that's in April, just because yep. we want to pack it all into the same month. <laughs> um, so Adelaide Home Show, again, was delayed because of COVID, so it's now April 2021. So was um, it delayed by a year or have they just moved six months? So it wasn't an October to April, no. it was an April to April. Yep. Yep. April to April. Um, the home show very kindly have offered space to master landscaper and our, master landscapers and our members. Yep. Um, so we're kind of working through how we could best use that space and best showcase landscaping to consumers. Yep. What we know about that show based on their research from two years ago now, because we didn't have one in 2020, yep. um, was that 28% of the people who came along to that festival time um, were looking to engage a professional landscaper within six months yep. so the opportunity for yep. us to represent there is really important and we want members to be visible um, but completely appreciate that it also requires a lot of effort yep. in creating a beautiful space that's attractive so this this and i think it's really important to highlight this this is one of those like when i was on the board previously mm. i'm out canvassing landscapers and saying look it's really important to join this association and it was very much like the army kind of like not what you can do for your country but what, anyway and I was I was kind of selling it on that like yeah. it's not what the landscape association can do for you it's what you need to do for the association it's yeah. your association now yeah. this takes it to the next level and gives an actual answer to what do I get for my membership yeah. this is access that's being offered through the association to our members Correct. it's not open to anyone else Correct. if you were to try and get one of these spots like if I wanted one as, mm-hmm. as a as water pro or and as a non-member I'd be yeah. paying thousands of dollars for these, these areas yeah um I'm assuming we'll communicate that through email, newsletter, etc. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to really hammer that home. I know everyone's really busy. So when, when when I first heard about it, I was like, this is probably good for the newer businesses that have just evolved in the last one to three years yeah. that are still hungry to grow and <laughs> like, let's build, like, because you think about it, you got guys that are booked up for 12 months. That's right. They can't hire any more staff. They've got teams of 20. Mm-hmm. This would be nice as a, a legacy play and like yep. look at the garden that I built at this show and yep. try and drag it down that that drag sounds horrible. Try and emulate that mass uh, the Melbourne International Flower and Garden Correct. Show. Yes, but it's we're we're realistic about it and understand that people are pretty busy and it's an expensive right. process. Yeah, um, that will be communicated soon and then if people are interested in the next couple of days yeah, we'll to reach out. Reaching out so to this podcast will probably go out the day before that. Yes. or the day of that. Yeah, so. yeah, we'll be kind of putting the opportunity out to members to yep. say, are you interested? How many people are interested? So initially we'll, t- we'll take expressions of interest. Correct. And if it's over the top, yep. then it will ballot out. Yes. And if it's not, then we need to have a communication, a conversation with the home show around how that looks. Exactly, right, exactly. Cool. We want it to be useful for consumers. Obviously it has to be interesting for the end user or yep. why would we bother? Yep. Um, and we also appreciate that we it needs to generate work for yep. the people who do invest their time and money in making beautiful spaces. From an um, attraction perspective, I mean, the space is really valuable. It's about five thousand dollars per plot I've, yeah and there's a so, lot and there's a yeah, lot of spots yeah. um, i was blown away i was i was I, I, when you when you first voiced mm. it i was like oh i expected a one in the middle yeah, of small. the shed yeah. and then like landscapers sitting on stools just like <laughs> like 
speed data landscaper. <laughs> um, but no, like no. it's legit big. Yeah, six um, by four spaces. Yeah. Would it, you know you can go and hire one yourself, but yeah. it will cost you five grand. Yeah. It is a benefit of being a member yeah. that you can get that space for free. But with that comes some responsibility. That's that right. It does it has need to be, to be professionally yeah. designed. It does need to you know showcase what we expect about professionalism and quality and craftsmanship yeah. from master landscapers. And suppliers can be involved in some capacity. I'm Absolutely. guessing. Absolutely. I mean, so, well, there's a lot of resources required to build yeah. these dis- display beds. Yeah. Um, so from a supplier perspective, there's opportunity for product in there. There will also be a specific master landscaper space. So there'll be yep. individual spaces for members, but then a kind of hub around the master landscaper brand where we obviously want to showcase everyone that's involved, yep. all tiers of, of sponsorship and membership. Um, so not only so the consumers understand what we do, but so we can make those connections between consumer and supplier. Yep, makes sense. Yeah. So that's like April, which is only like 10 minutes from now. It's terrifyingly <laughs> close. <laughs> What's, what else is going on? I'm conscious of time. We've got about 10 yeah. minutes. Um, is there anything else you want to kind of highlight to people? Um, I guess frequently asked questions for non-members. Mm. Um, what do I get for my membership? Mm-hmm. Um, why should I join? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's a member pack now yep. that the board and you are continually trying to improve on and, and get additional things yeah. for it and it's been difficult obviously in 2020 um because much of the answer to that question is around um education and workshops you yep. know we connect our members with up to the minute technical advice and um, expertise and products from sponsors and other members and that's been difficult to deliver face to face 2020 but we're yeah planning. And, and people aren't as zoomy on like it, uh, you know it's uh, not the market uh, like how to it. how to apply waterproofing you're like i don't really want to i want to actually touch and feel, I want to feel and, it yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. um so we're currently in the process of planning 2020 events we're, we're planning them like they'll yeah. go ahead and then you know if something changes we'll manage that as it comes well, i think along. The, re- the reality of it is cancelling something like that's not as hard as or it's not as bad as not planning it exactly in the so. exactly and, you know we know that it's what our members are looking for and certainly what new members would get value when sponsors want as well exactly you know, they want exactly not only to have access mm. because that ultimately i think that's what everyone's looking for is access mm. but um also that the products that they're selling are being used correctly exactly you know yeah um I, I guess group set comes to mind mm. um, and then obviously I know my business is like if you're not putting it in properly that if there's there's recourse exactly and then your the brand's not being um, pre- like safely presented to the end user because it hasn't been installed properly so yeah exactly it makes a lot of sense so there's I guess I'm guessing there's going to be training and events mm. Awards night. Mm. Other any other network in the AGM, obviously. AGM's in August. It'll yep. certainly happen again. We're planning a member event for early in the new year. Not too early because everyone needs to actually come back from yeah. a break. Um, but kind of late January or early Feb, we'll actually um, present the new strategic plan at that yep. event so people can actually touch oh, it, feel cool. it, understand what, what we're focusing on yep. for the next few years. That's good. I like that. That was yeah. something. And like I said, I've, I've, I have been critical of communication. I think it's great that the members get access to something like that and go, oh, this is good. I can see where this is headed now. Like, you know, this is where the money is going or this is where the attention is going. This is where the time is going. I mean, we are a member-based organization. We only exist for members. So we need to make sure they understand what we do and why there is value. But there's also pragmatically... 
if members believe in what we're doing, the opportunity is that they talk to non-members yeah. and ultimately the whole pie grows. So that's what we're aiming for. And the more information we can get from members um, around industry change yep. means the more advocacy we can do. So so that make the first thing I thought of when you said that we are a member association, I think mm. it's really important that the members know that the, the board positions and mm. even to the point of the CEO, mm. they're all responsible to the members. And if yeah. um, it's, it's not necessarily fair to be critical if you haven't put a vote out yeah and that the even like obviously the agm that that i was just voted in on yeah. was not a massively attended agm yeah. i think it was probably one of the highest attended agms we'd had for a while so it yeah. wasn't a criticism on that yeah it's just something that members aren't coming to no but the reality is they can still vote that's, and that's really really important absolutely. to highlight that generally people are like Ugh, agm's boring yeah <laughs> that's it, that's nationwide yeah. that's not industry yeah, specific. That, yeah no, that, people just go oh what a bore yeah um yeah we put on a movie to try yeah. and get people to come along and we did have a lot of people come this time yep. comparatively yep. but in terms of people actually in the room we're talking a fifth of our membership. That's right. So there's a lot of opportunity there for representation. Yeah. With that said, um, we used an online voting platform this year for proxy votes because yep. everyone gets a vote whether you attend yep. the AGM or not. Um, and we had the highest engagement through proxy votes ever. Yep. You know, more than 50% of our membership voted through Sounds proxy. like a US election. <laughs> like we still, we got the highest votes ever, but half the country still didn't That's vote. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And, I, like obviously landscapers it's a landscapers association yes. i'm a big advocate for landscapers being board members yeah, and, and, and pushing the barrow um so i just wanted to take this time to highlight to say please vote for your and nominate you know, yeah put, true put yeah your hand up there the agm uh, every year for four board positions become yep. available on yep. the um, as a turnover and it would be beautiful to have a, a, a surplus of options exactly for the membership exactly so um all right well i don't have any other questions there's nothing else you want to plug no i think that's it for now <laughs> we plugged everything huh. yeah but just april yeah april yeah basically <laughs> so if you're a landscaper and you are planning on doing any landscaping in april cancel april don't do that. you're doing landscaping at the home show yeah um and then you and your family and friends are going to the sa landscape festival on the weekend of yeah. the 10th and the 11th yeah um and then i'm guessing the awards yeah, well that we'll I mean, Wards is kind of now, the, the idea now is to start thinking about what projects you could be yep. entering. Entering will happen in September, close in October, and will be voted or judged in October. Yep. So think about what projects you're doing now that might be able to be applicable. And I know the judging, the awards application process is quite onerous. They have to provide a lot of detail, lots of images, you know, client briefs, that kind of thing. So anything you can be doing now to make that process simpler in yep. September means higher representation of your business your projects in the awards process yep. and ultimately more opportunity to win and get the accolades of that and they can enter back multiple years like Absolutely. it doesn't just have to be a job that's finished that was something that i, I guess maybe not everyone's fully across but yeah no anything that's been back. completed in the last five years yep. so um you can also enter again so if there was anything this year that didn't win you can certainly okay. enter it again um but, but you can't if you want I'll have to check the rules. I don't the know the answer to that, that either. Yeah. I don't think so. Cause yeah, I don't think anyone would. But <laughs> no. imagine, yeah, because you wouldn't want to take your chance on losing the next year. <laughs> exactly. It was the best last year, but it's not the best yeah. this year. Um, and I guess from a personal standpoint, where like if people want to get in touch with you for as a, not a personal standpoint, but is LinkedIn, email, like where are you living? All of those All things. All of those things. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So email. I'll get that information and link it up in the, yeah, in the bottom. Yeah, um, that would be great. So people need to get in touch with you if it's questions about the board. Yeah. Or even if they're interested in Glasshouse 
Yep. Um, which I kind of am, so we'll talk yep. about that afterwards. Yeah, cool. Um, cool. Thank you. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Thanks. Thank you.